from the 50 midweek edition on the Bruise on the Balcony podcast network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the From the 50 Midweek Show presented by Book It Sports, which is now live, TJ. I'm your host, Zach Zook. TJ and Nick Tolley are both virtually across the screen from me. How's it going, boys? Doing good, man. Doing good. It's, uh, you know, it's election day is when we're recording this, so it's been uh, wild times on social media, trying to stay away <laughs> from that and trying to stay with the football news and notes, but... Uh, it's been not a bad Trade day. Deadline too, and election day, all in one. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been good. I don't know. I'm ready to talk some football though. I I can't believe we're halfway done with the season. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot the intro that I was going to do for the show today was, uh, Donald Trump has won the re-election, or Joe Biden has defeated Donald Trump and will become <laughs> the next president of the United States. So, congratulations to the winner. To insert name election. here. Yeah. Yeah, right. Because yeah. by the time anybody's listening to this, the election will have been completed. Will it, though? We hope. Will it, though? Yeah, we hope. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> by the way. How long did it take last time? Uh, it took the, the night. I think Hillary conceded in 2016 the night of, I believe. Yeah, but how long does it take for it to be official? Because I know it always goes till morning, but usually by the time you wake up and you're eating breakfast the next morning. Until somebody concedes, I don't think it, nothing's official. By the way. Ah, okay. I someone, still have your I voted sticker on, TJ. So yeah. At least you're up with that trend. Yeah. Did you I mean, put I, it on your Instagram story? I didn't. You know, I'm not that much of a douchebag. I'm just enough of a douche <laughs> that I just wear it. You know, on the show, I didn't but, even uh, take a sticker. I was like, I'm way too cool for school. Yeah, <laughs> first time I've—I I will admit—I I, this usually isn't public knowledge, but I don't care. First time I've ever voted, so I feel I'm proud. Proud. I've always been proud to be an American, but officially proud to be an American today. So now you're really proud to be an American. Really am. Really am. Well, By the right, way, so all. Th- oh, all sorry. Of this- yeah, I saw. Ahead. I saw a couple odds that were interesting. That the favorite right now in to see when somebody concedes is December 1st or later. That's the favorite. Right what? Yes. That's because they're both threatening so much litigation no matter what. Is that happens. right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. So I'd be shocked if it was This if it was is why finished. I watch football, guys. I don't even know about <laughs> that's that. That's why stuff. I usually don't get into it, but it's it's I saw that and had you to You know, bring and TJ, up. since you brought up the odds though, I will tell you I may have placed a little wager on the Cheeto to win. <laughs> <laughs> so is that you don't have to tell the audience who you who you're voting for? Is that uh, emotional risk management? Like it, you? No, want... no, 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 no. It was it's it's based on historical data only. Okay. Like if, if you think about it, the last time the incumbent hasn't won was 1988. George H. W. Bush lost his reelection to I believe it was Bill Clinton. So I have literally not been alive when a president has not won re-election. Yeah. So that was really the only reason I did it. And that, and because I saw the odds were like plus like 170 or whatever. Right. I was just like, I mean, I can't. You got to take a shot at, at the incumbent. <laughs> got to take a shot. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, like if he, if he, so like, I just, I just kind of like, regardless of what you believe, I just think he is going to win. But, uh, so a lot because of people, of that, and I that's saw That's what's crazy, man. Odds. That's, that's what shows you. I've talked to so many people today. They go, there's no way Biden doesn't win. And then I talked really? to other people and said, there's no way Biden doesn't, or that Trump doesn't yeah, win. It's like, well, oh, and again, like I told you, I don't really pay attention to it. I'm just going off this historical data here of uh, the incumbents. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was, since you brought up the odds, I figured I'd, I'd tell you about no, that. No, that's fair. Yeah, that and little, that's the, that that's the most political today. talk we'll do on this program. Yeah. And that was talking politics. So let's talk the politics of the NFL because more importantly, there was an NFL trade deadline today. 
and my Packers didn't do jack squat. I don't think anybody did jack squat. No. I literally turned on noties for Schefter, and I was dry all day long. So hey. I don't believe any trade w- was made today. I believe there were a couple there was that one. were made on Monday. There was one, Nick? What was the, it? The Patriots got Isaiah Ford from the that's Dolphins. That's right, from the Dolphins. Yeah. Another so th- slot receiver because that's exactly what, yeah, they that's what that's what they need. So, Another TJ, in other guy. words, there were no trades today. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, there was very, very quiet day on Twitter for Schefter. Which there were is a couple odd. rumors. I, I love the, uh, the fake Ian Rappaport and uh, Adam Schefter accounts that just come out of the freaking woodwork on days like today. Uh, those are always my favorite, and it's always hilarious when one of your buddies retweets one of them. Yes, like uh, Stephon Gilmore traded for five first round picks. Yeah. I've Again, been caught up on that before. Like I never I retweeted it. I'm, I have, I have yeah. as well. I, I make fun of my friends when they get caught up on it, but I have absolutely fell victim to the fake rap sheet. So what do they He's, do? It's, it's, you know how they get a check mark to the right of their name. It's like this white cloud now. So somebody puts like it's, it's like a white, uh, like square, and then it has like a, a greater than sign. And it first look, it looks like it's the same check mark. See, but I think yeah. that's actually obvious to spot. I am more like you're more likely to get me if you just don't put anything because I don't necessarily check for the check mark. All right, but you see now the same picture in the same event, name. Now I do. Yeah, but uh, I used to not. Yeah, you know who's a good one that gets a lot of people's jet passing. He's jet, jet passing. Jet yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen him, I've seen him on Twitter streets before. Yes. Jet passing. I love it. Do, do you know what, uh, Tali? Since I follow Jeff, and uh, obviously I check his tweets a decent amount in his Twitter bio, you know it says not jet. Yeah, really? It's, <laughs> it's because he went on Pat McAfee show, and that's all they called him. The whole show was jet because the their whole show got uh, kind of faked out by a jet passing tweet. How many, oh, how many? did they really? That's yeah. funny. Did they have a Jim Rum situation on their hands, or was he cool about it? Oh, he's cool about I'd it. I'd imagine Jet Passon was pretty chill about it. He seems like a pretty chill guy. <laughs> did you Passin. see his uh, Randy Rosarena, his little <laughs> song that he invented oh. for the postseason? Jeff Passon did? No. Yeah, Jeff Passon went on, ah, shit, what podcast was it? He went on some podcast and invented a, a remix to the Macarena, like, Hey, Rosarena. Yeah, uh, Rosarena, and like every time he hit a uh, home run, which was often, he would just tweet, uh, Rosarena, I. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like Jeff Passon. He's a good follow, really good follow. Yeah, no, he he is, I think he's probably the best baseball guy, no? Like, yeah. Him and Bowtie. It's him, him and Bowtie for sure are number one I don't one like Nightingale. No, I don't fuck, like Nightingale. Fuck Bob Nightingale. Who's no. the other guy? Jason oh, Stark a... has really good like analytical stuff, but he's with the athletic now, so you can't really read yeah. his stuff. He's not as consistent either on like news or anything. You know? Yeah, who's the other guy that's always trying to break shit? Uh, Heyman. God, I John Heyman. hate Heyman. Yeah. Or, I hate Heyman I like Morosi. so much. Morosi's another decent one. I like him. I hate John Heyman, bro. <laughs> I like <laughs> I followed him for a time and like around the White Sox Machado thing, like two off seasons ago. I had to unfollow him. Yeah. Like he just <laughs> He will just tweet out nothing, like no new facts. This is like, uh, Manny Machado has uh, entered the airport today to fly to Costa Rica. It's like, like he and he'll just hashtag a bunch of shit just so he can get all the impressions and mentions. 
to make money off it. I'm just like, dude, this guy is just the worst. Like he, he will just make nine Manny Machado tweets or whoever's the big name in free agency. He just makes a million different tweets about them every day while having no actual news or new information to break. Who's that guy He's in the NFL? It's so you got obviously Schefter and you got uh, Ian Schefter Rappaport. actually does that a little bit. Him and Rappaport both do that a little bit. But I'm saying they're, say they're top two. Like they're top Field two. Field Yates sure. is probably one that no one really pays attention to because he kind of Field does Yates stuff is like always that. the guy that's like uh, Jake Kumaro was signed to the Bills practice squad. Like, that is Field Yates. <laughs> that's his breaking like, if you story. You want that yeah. info? Field is your guy. Yeah. And I'm a huge Field Yates fan, by the way. But no, J- TJ, you said that there's somebody that's like John Heyman level in the NFL. No, I'm no. I was asking you guys because I'm saying like. Just like Rosenthal is, you know, one of the top baseball guys, and Jeff Passan's the other baseball guy. I think for football, it's obviously Schefter still yeah, has Shefty. to be one, and Rappaport has to probably be two. Who would be like the Bob Nightingale of the football world? Ooh, that's that's an interesting one. Uh, maybe like Mike Garofolo. I don't know if you guys follow him. No, I don't. Or, I've uh, heard of him. Josina Anderson. Yeah, she pretty one. inconsistent. She's always like, texted Odell today. He, yeah. he said his ankle's feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> kind of flexing out of nowhere. Yeah, so I don't really let, like, I feel, yeah, I don't know. I don't really take what she says all that seriously. Uh, but, yeah, she's not anywhere near the level of John Heyman. Like, for me, like, it do, it hasn't happened until Jet Passon tweets it in the in MLB, and it hasn't happened until Sheffer tweets it oh, in yeah. the NFL. Yeah, for like, sure. Rappaport has been wrong a couple times, and I feel like there's been some other baseball guys that are wrong a couple times. But like, if Schefter breaks it or Passon breaks it, it's fact. Yeah, like it has already. And Ken great. Rosenthal, I like Ken Rosenthal too. Yeah, Rosenthal too. Rosenthal too. Yeah. So, you guys want to talk about actual football? Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry to the listeners. We like just went on a huge like insider segment. Right there. We never do that. We, we so. went. We went from election day to like breaking down. The insiders inside the insiders is what that segment will be called. So that was inside the insiders. I have one take and I observed this on Sunday and I was like, this is what I want to lead the show with for the midweek show. And I want to lay out my take and then you guys can either refute or agree with me. And maybe it's not even that hot take. I feel like it's going to be a hot take, but maybe you guys are actually going to agree with me. And it, it can be summed up in one sentence. Drew Brees no longer gives the Saints the best chance to win. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel. But, I mean, is are you saying that it's I think James Winston gives them a better chance to win football it's games. Time, see, the thing is, it's they're stuck. I mean, it's sort of like a car. I'll go back to baseball real quick. If, if the Cardinals sign Yadier Molina and Yadier Molina starts finally aging and bats 120, you're not going to sit Yadier Molina because he's Yadier Molina. Same thing with the Saints. Right. No matter how bad Drew is, unless he throws like four interceptions a game, they're going to start Drew Brees. So do I agree with your take? His arm's not there anymore. We That's obvious. But you I, have like, like, dude, his average depth of target, I should go look it up. It's it's hysterical. It's like five something probably. Bad. It's terrible. Yeah. And watching the Bears game, and I know the Bears are a really good defense, so maybe that was like not the game to have that takeaway. But I feel like I've seen it. Uh, kind of over the course of this year, and I think it's hurt. He hasn't had Michael Thomas pretty much all and year. And that's the thing too. Manuel Sanders has that. been out the last few weeks, so they don't really have anyone for him to throw the ball to. Right. Yeah, no, there's definitely some factors, and like at the end of the day, they won the football game. I just think that with Peyton's offense, I feel like I just kind of had the realization. Yes, like on Sunday, I was like, 
I, he's just he's shot. Like, yeah. It's it's Peyton Manning with the Broncos that year they went to the Super Bowl and they benched him for Osweiler for part of the year. Like he's just he's just done. Yeah. Like he's an absolute statue in the pocket. Let's be honest and though. Brady what he hasn't made a looked living that much off better. of was his accuracy, and he is not very accurate at yeah. all. Yeah. Brady hasn't looked that much better though either. I mean, they have they've only lost two games, but they've they've squeaked some out and they've looked he has not looked the way he has in New totally England. with you on the Brady take. I actually yeah. th- think he's playing similar to how he played last year. Like I, I was kind of on that train starting last year. I was like, if you, if you actually watch the games, like from a, a critical lens, like if you like actually watch how he plays, like don't just say, Oh, well Patriots won by 20. He's killing it. Or like through a 50 yard touchdown pass, but James white ran for 45 of it. Like, if you actually looked, I feel at his his passing output, passes over ten yards were like an adventure for him last year, and that's Brutal. why I thought it was going to be a weird fit with the Bucks. I think part of that I've been right. Like he and Mike Evans are not on the same page, and Antonio Brown will, he gives them some, a, a dynamic receiver underneath, and Scotty Miller's the Julian Edelman of the offense. He's got Gronk, so I think that covers up a lot of warts. But I'm I'm totally with you, TJ. I think I think Tom Brady to a lesser degree. But definitely Drew Brees. Like I, I, well, I saw I think, Drew Brees yesterday throw like a, an easy touchdown. Now they did get the touchdown. This was right before the half. They threw a post route to Jared Cook. He it. must have thrown it three yards behind. Yep. Him. It was an easy layup touchdown yep. throw, and they got it on the next play because the Bears. I don't know what they were doing, but uh, it, it's just he made a lot of those throws on Sunday, and I feel like it's getting to a point now where it's like I don't think it's one bad performance. I don't think it's to the point where I can ignore it anymore. I just, I, I was like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think Jameis Winston would give them a better chance to win football games. This is also where the mobility for both Brady and Brees hurts them because if their wide receivers are not open, that first, second read, their only option is to throw it away because they're not going to take the sack. They're not, they're not mobile. Yeah. And, and yeah, Drew just they can't move to create anything. So Drew just looks flat, you know, and, and I think it's, it's obviously age and it's, it's catching up to him. He can't make the throws he used to, but they're also relying on him. I mean, that is the Saints' offense, is they pitch out to Kamara, let him do his thing, give him some space, and it's Drew Brees looking for Michael Thomas through the middle, maybe Cook, and then check down to Kamara. That's it. I mean, that's their offense. Face him hill, power left every time he which, comes Which, which is it, it's such a fucking stupid thing. I mean, I'm not a football coach. I know what they're going to run when Taysom Hill comes in the game. It's like – and then also, I'm sorry, but on a couple fourth and inches plays, like – no QB sneak, no Taysom Hill. They run a five-yard pitch Toss. out to fucking Kamara. Like stupidest play what in the you world doing? that you can run on fourth and one. It's it's a. St- I'm glad you brought that up, TJ. Like that, like you know the triggered meme, like the GIF, like yeah, of yeah. the people that like that is that is me when people do that. Like it's yeah. so frustrating to watch, and it it astonishes me just how many NFL coaches do that. Like it is crazy I don't, I don't how many get... co- like on third and short, fourth and short, like run like a perimeter play that takes the ball five yards off the line of scrimmage. And they got it the first time they did that. And they went back to the well did the same and thing. it got absolutely shut down. Because my thing is like, yeah, you want to be, you want to have some trickery, but you're talking about going negative five yards when honestly the hardest thing for defense to do, no matter who you're playing, I don't care if it's the Jets against the Steelers. Fourth and inches is hard to stop anybody. It just is. If you run the football up the middle, whether you have penetration or not, but if you have a QB sneak especially, you can't stop it. I mean, you literally, it's, you need a li- you don't even need a full foot, and you got a first down. And then you go back five yards. I'm like, I know Kamara is one of the best running backs in the league, but 
Like, what are you doing, Sean? This is so stupid. Well, well, and I'm all for creativity in the run game. Like, I I get bothered by the Packers running, like, off-tackle right, off-tackle right, off-tackle left. Like, you can be creative, especially when you're running clock. I think that's one of my favorite things about Shanahan is, like, he has a million different run calls on the sheet that he can go to. So even if you know he's running it, you have no idea what's coming at you. You have no idea if it's outside zone, which is their bread and butter, but they don't have to run outside zone. They can run a jet sweep off it. They could run a counter. They could run a power. They could run a, a QB keeper. They could run a read option. Like they, they do a lot of different things. You can do a screen pass, which is basically an extension of the run game these days. Like I'm all for creativity, but to your point, TJ, I don't even like a toss is not creative. Right. That is like Especially high, when you've school, high school football. You've already done it once in, in the entire game. I mean, you, you literally and, and just honestly, they got hand. lucky to get it. Like I didn't think Camaro was going to get it and he, his just with his sheer ability scampered around the end and got the edge. Especially in like that you're right. You you're right to say a high school play, maybe college, but like NFL, if you go back five yards and your momentum's going left or right instead of forward right off the bat, which usually is what happens, you try to get the edge. These NFL defensive ends and these linebackers are way too fast. I mean, yeah. it's just there's no way they're gonna close the gap and get you. So it's That's, that was always my issue with Michigan and still is like under Harbaugh, like doing that shit. Like yeah, that works against Northwestern, and it works against yeah. Minnesota. But when you play Ohio State and you play Penn State, and Micah Parsons is on the other side of the line, you're getting dropped. Yep, it, like you're not gonna make it back to the line with your big ugly. So well, this is where I don't a know. Lot, a lot of the offensive coordinators that it's not the sexy play. They don't design run plays. They're just drawing up pass plays because that's what they think is gonna get the big thing. Hey, check this out. Look at this type thing, and. They just run basic things. Yeah, but a lot of yeah. the teams that run basic offenses are the ones that win games because they know how good their players are. And again, it's like I'm not – Sean Payton's a great coach. They've had a lot of success, but, you know, it's just fourth and inches, fourth and one. I mean, I know some of it is like you got to do some trickery, but I, it's the same thing with someone doing a fucking 30-yard pass down the left sideline on fourth and one. I mean, goal what, line fade. what are your percentages on that pass? It, it's it's got to be lower than 20% one-on-one like that. It's Mike insane. McCarthy's favorite play call is the goal line. God. Yeah. To who? <laughs> Whoever. I guess Cooper. I watched them run. A, I once watched the Packers. Not once even. I, I watched them multiple times run a goal line fade into Randall Cobb. That Dude, happened. God. I watched it happen. I, I mean, so. Gal, Calvin Johnson, maybe. Randall Cobb. Oh, yeah. I mean, no. there's certain guys like Gronk and Calvin Johnson where Julio, I suppose it's yeah. not negligent, but it's still like just such a bore. It's a terrible play call, especially yeah, when they do it three times in a row. <laughs> Unless yeah. you're playing Madden with a 99 overall receiver who's six five, it's it's all day. It's the- even when it converts to like that's the other thing too. Like sometimes we conflate results like with the decision. Like, even if it works, it was still stupid. Yeah. Like, it, the first time they ran the toss on fourth and one, it was just as stupid then as the second time they ran it. So, yeah, I guess that, that puts a button on, on the Drew I just wanted to see what you guys thought about that. I, it sounds like, TJ, maybe you don't you don't necessarily agree. I don't think they'll bench him, but I do I do think Jameis Winston gives him a better chance to win. I just think he's right it's one of those guys that's settled in. You know, it's it's like Peyton. When Peyton, had, when, uh, Peyton Manning had his struggles in Denver his last year, Everybody knows his last season, it's last hurrah. You're not going to bench Peyton Manning. You're not going to bench Drew Brees. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. Yeah, well, and he, the other thing, too, with, with Peyton, well, they, like they did bench him for a time, but he had the health issues. Like, yeah. Drew Brees is healthy as far as I know. So and like, they, it might, would be, they might make There's no excuse. way you can hide from the media like Denver did. Right. 
And they might make an excuse where, like, uh, again, Brock Osweiler took over, like, Jesus Christ. Like, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston's a little bit of a step up from Brock Osweiler. Uh, But if Jameis went out there and won three games in a row, like, let's say at the end of the season, Drew gets hurt because the Saints have been struggling, but they're on a playoff push. If Jameis Winston gets somehow takes over the job and gets them into the playoffs, Drew's going to start the game in the playoffs. It's just that's what's going to happen. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that they're necessarily going to bench him. I just, I, I, I was like looking at the game. I was like, I think Jameis would make. I think the team's better with Jameis. Huh? Like I, I just looking at it, looking at the product. I was like, Drew Brees is a detriment to the. Off. I don't even think he's bringing. I don't even think he's like a positive war, if you will. That's a like, better take that, that I had uh, earlier a couple weeks ago when I said that the Patriots are better with Cam than with Brady. I truly believe that at the time, not anymore. <laughs> so I have a, I have a second quarterback take, and this was from the Monday night game. I, I think you guys might agree with this one. I'm out on Daniel Jones. I think he's terrible. I think the sooner the Giants are willing to admit that they made a mistake and draft somebody, the better. I don't know if they'll have the stones to move on from him and take somebody. They're going to draft in the top 10. That is certain. But watching him on Monday, I was like, this guy fucking sucks. Yeah. He's about as good as Mitch Trubisky is. And I was- think that's even a little insulting to Mitch Trubisky because at least Mitch Trubisky didn't fumble the ball left and right. <laughs> like I watched him like you want to talk about missing throws like, oh my God. Insane. And it's cons- it's consistent, I think, like throughout his career. Like, he's got weapons. He misses easy throws. He sacks himself. He has zero pocket awareness. He holds the ball for too long. He can't read defenses. I don't know about one thing he does better aside from running the football. And even then, he trips himself up before he can actually score. I don't even so want to hear about I, that, Zook. My buddy Dom lost a bet that had Daniel Jones scoring a rushing touchdown. $85. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's a gut, gutsy bet. Gutsy bet by Dom. It was a, Would it was you a, rather have Darnold or Daniel Jones? Darnold. No. I think I'd rather have yeah, Daniel Jones. Darnold. Darnold Sam Darnold, Darnold is not as good. Zook loves Sam Darnold. I hate no, Sam I hate, Darnold. No, I hate I'm, I'm, I'm out on Darnold, but I'm more out on Jones. Like, at least Darnold can make a throw. I hate Sam Darnold. I don't know what it is about him. I know he's on the Jets. I know they have absolutely nothing going on for them, but there's something about that guy. It's He's not as bad as Josh Rosen. But you see the drop-off between him and Josh Allen. Again, talk about the franchise, whatever, he's with the Jets, I don't care. Dude can't make a throw either. And he's he's like a scared little girl out there. He can't do Punchable anything. Punchable face, that's what it is. Punchable he face. Has he does that have a too. Punch, he he's, does that, have a he's got that face. Cali swag. I think Daniel USC. Jones is a huge – he has big punch-me face also. Daniel <laughs> Jones? Absolutely. On the, the way his fucking forehead scrunches in his helmet just bothers me. <laughs> he looks like whenever – someone had a meme, I think, whenever he was dressed up in a suit coming to one of the games saying, like, oh, this is when you go for, like, your first job interview because he looks like he's, like, 12 sometimes. <laughs> and, like, he was just, like, all dressed to the nines. He looks like a used car salesman too he he has his face that you're you're right i don't know who i'd rather punch in the face him or sam darnold uh but i i take i take the risk on daniel jones over sam darnold you would i would see i feel like darnold is at least shown a little bit more life than than jones like i know that i i i'm with you tg like i'm out on darnold too like i do not think he's an nfl starter i i think he will start next year but i 
I, if if he's your the quarterback of your franchise, I don't think you're feeling very good. So remember but when I think you you're feeling uh, worse if it's Daniel Jones. Remember when you hated on Josh Allen? How bad Josh Allen was? <laughs> yeah, I do, and I I seem to remember he probably should have lost to the Pats on Sunday. Yeah, he should. No, I, I no, I was wrong about that. Uh, he's he's far surpassed what I thought he was going to. I do think I was right at least about his weaknesses. Like I think he he de- he is a freaking roller coaster to watch. On TV. <laughs> he is, and Can- I love it. But I'm also not a fan of the Bills. Can I bring up one more quarterback take before we move yeah. on? So Tua, I, I watched that whole game clearly because my buddy Dom had the Rams and I had the Rams locked everywhere. So I was very locked in on that game. They scored a punt return for a touchdown. They scored a fumble return for 92 yards and a touchdown. Jared Goff's I did that a bitch. game for all routes, by the way, and it was hilarious. It's terrible. <laughs> the Rams were so bad on offense. But, again, everybody's going to say, oh, Tua beat the Rams. Tua didn't do shit. Tua looked Did he have awful. over 100 yards passing? I think no, he, he did. Not, oh, 98 he yards. Yeah. 98? And he got one <laughs> touchdown, right? That, that's a that's a classic rookie quarterback stat line right there. <laughs> First game jitters, I'll give him that. I get it. It's the Dolphins. They still well, have time, and you gotta admit he was good. getting clobbered. Well, and I figured First he would. play of the game, Aaron, Aaron Donald, Donald right yeah. in his face. Welcome Just to the league, got clobbered. I mean, and it didn't change much. Like, yeah, I I, I don't was know. glad he made it through the game healthy. I, I wasn't think that impressed. Right alone, a feather in his cap. I wasn't he impressed. Took some shots. Game one, I know Peyton Manning had a tough rookie season. I'm not saying the guy's done. The, the guy's not a Hall of Famer either, though. Like he he looked off. He didn't look like he looked like. Oh shit! I'm not in Alabama anymore. Here we go. <laughs> Time to start running. <laughs> oh, I think what what is disappointing to me is like it sounds like Miami is already like they want to draft somebody else or move on from it. I feel like they're not exactly giving him the benefit of the doubt, which I think the Cardinals started this and I give them, I give them all the props in the world. I wouldn't have moved on from Rosen when you had the worst team in the league. I don't think Rosen got a fair shake. I'm not saying Rosen's ain't good, but I don't think he got a fair shake in Zona, but I think like the way they drafted Murray and where they're at now, I like I commend them 100%. Like that took some guts yeah, to do. Did. Also and getting ready to They coach. hit on it. They hit on it big time. Yeah. And I think other teams are going to try to do that. And I feel like Miami's kind of trying to do that. But I like I feel like they are doing that before they've even put him in a game. And I know they see him practice every day, but they're like, "Well, we're putting him in cuz we need to see what he's got now cuz we're going to draft somebody if we don't like him." It's like, "Well, you took him 5th overall." Yeah. And I know you might want Herbert right now. But guess what? Like that ship has sailed. And as flashy as he looks and as good as he looks, they've still lost basically every game he's played in. So like, why don't you just like, I feel like they're letting the media or like the success of Burrow and Herbert kind of affect their decision-making a little bit where like, just let Tua do his thing. Like, and I love Tua coming out. I had him rated higher than Burrow. I don't see in any world how that's going to be accurate. I already think Burrow is a top ten quarterback. He's a real deal, and I think that he's amazing. Yeah, uh, but I think I think Tua. Everybody compared Baker to Drew Brees, and I thought that was a terrible comparison. I think Tua is Drew Brees. Like he is an underneath guy. He's a dink and dunk thrower of the football. He's an RPO guy. Gets the ball out of his hands quickly, and he's accurate. And he can throw it down the field too. Not like that's not where he's most comfortable. But if you drop a play where it's like. One read deep post, two read in on the other side, and then you check it down. He can make those throws, and he can process information quickly. Like that's why I love, love, love Tua. So coming out. if Tua so, is Drew Brees, who is Joe Burrow? Brady with legs? Yeah, dude, that's that's tough. 
that you know who you know you know honestly who I'd say his closest comp is to who probably Patty. Really? Yeah, I mean, with his athleticism and just the way he made, he can't throw the ball. I mean, again, it's first year, but he he doesn't have the arm. I don't know. Patty he does probably yet. doesn't have the arm talent that Patty does, but he's got a good arm, and he just dissects people and t- and rips them to shreds. No matter what defense you play, he is he is going to find the weakness and exploit it, and that's what Patty does. I think that his ability to extend plays out of the pocket, I think he's the closest thing we're going to see. I just who 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 would you compare him to, TJ? <sighs> I don't know. I, I kept thinking, like, he honestly, when he drops back, he reminds me of Peyton a little bit. Not as, like, choppy on his feet, but the poise he has. Um, he reminds me of Brady in the pocket. But it's his running ability, and he's tough as nails. He, yeah, I was, I was going to say, like, those you know, guys are statues. Th- that's like, what he, I mean. Dude, like Joe Burrow is an athlete, he, man. He I didn't move. realize he was such an athlete. Is yeah. he like a Steve Young? I mean, obviously, Steve Young was before our time uh, and Honestly, stuff, I, my brain kind of before it went to Patty, it went to kind of Steve Young, Joe Montana. Like, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I know that's high praise. No, it is. It, it, but he looks like the poise is what gets me. I know he played at LSU. He played top of the top of the line, won a Heisman, won every game senior year. Best ha- college season in ever, football history ever by a mile. And now he's proving it as the number one pick. I mean, he had he's had a hell of a 2020 for all that shit that happened. He's had a hell of a 2020. And and honestly, though, he's he's proving people wrong. I mean, trying to come in as a, as all he's the hype and me, shit. He's proving me wrong. And with the fucking Bengals, man. I mean, they don't have a great line yeah. still. They still can't figure out shit if AJ Green's the future. Tyler Boyd, him and him and Joe Burrow said they practice all this offseason, and they haven't really hooked up like they they have been. T Higgins has oh. been their best receiver with them. I don't know. Tyler Boyd's had Ty, great dude. Ty, Tyler Boyd, him and Tyler Boyd are lethal. I believe they lead all uh, receivers from uh, yards from the slot, uh, and it really makes you realize, like, oh yeah, no shit. Tyler Boyd was gonna be awesome this year. Like he loved throwing to Justin Jefferson out of the slot yep. last year, and Boyd fills that void. What like the the mistake I realized? Like I thought Joe Burrow was gonna be good. I guess I just thought Tua was gonna be better, and I, his injury concern didn't concern me as much as it concerned others, but. The main one thing, like the main mistake I'm realizing I made is that I gave Joe Brady w- way too much credit for Burrow's success. Like that, the guy is just a freaking baller. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I really don't know. I, I think he's hard to comp, to be honest with you, because he doesn't have the arm strength of like a Favre or a Josh Allen or anything like that, or even a Patty Mahomes. But he's also not really a prototypical pocket passer. I think he's like, I mean, he is what you want in 2020, like a, a guy that can sit there and sling it and pick your zone apart and a guy that can get out of the pocket and extend and make plays and run too. Didn't he, his first start or second start, he had like the uh, design QB draw for like 20, 30 yards. First touchdown was a, was a rush touchdown, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean he, right off the bat, he showed how, uh, how lethal it could be. You know, actually, a decent comparison I feel like would be Deshaun Watson. It's not bad. I feel like, like Deshaun Watson doesn't have a rocket arm, but he's got a good enough arm. But I think Joe's more Joe poised in the pocket character. already than Deshaun is. Deshaun's like, you know how those you know how those mobile quarterbacks are? Lamar's the worst at it, but they can't really sit in the pocket that much. They wanna they wanna use their legs and they kinda get caught up and yeah. you see him kind of running like a chicken with his head cut off in the pocket. So Joe has like a drop back mentality and then he runs as secondary. So he is a passer first. I think Deshaun got gun shy there with how bad that offensive line! Yeah, was. I, I think he's, I think he, he's formed some bad habits. He had almost like the him. 
the ruptured spleen or whatever for a while where he couldn't even fly to games. He had to bus and stuff uh, like yeah. that. I think he's not. I, yeah, that. I agree with you, Tyler. I think he's developed some bad habits. But, I, yeah, I, I think he stands in there. He'll stand in there and sling it. But, yeah, he just hardly ever has any time to do it. And then sometimes when they do give him time, he's like, what the fuck do I do now? <laughs> yeah. But uh, – <laughs> We, let's move on and talk about the deadline a little bit. I, I, I like that discussion on quarterbacks. I love talking QBs. I, I, I'm a defensive guy. I don't know why I do, but I just think it's so fascinating and interesting. Uh, I'm out on Daniel Jones. Like, if I was the Giants, you have to take a quarterback this year. Like, the sooner you can just face up to it, the better off you'll be. Like, don't you be like the lower? Bears and hold on for the whole rookie contract. The guy fucking sucks. Like, is he last? Like, cut, last cut out me. of every quarterback? Or, like, who would you – like, starters, who would you rank – Behind him, anybody? Uh, I have to low lower third for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's one of the worst. Ben DiNucci's I mean, I got to be down worse. there, huh? Ben DiNucci's got to be down there. Yeah, I mean, Danu- <laughs> DiNucci. Well, are, are you? I, I don't count him as a starter. I know. Like, I'm just kidding. I'm just fucking know, wrong. Like I'm talking just... like like for him for this exercise, I would count Dak as the starter. Right. Correct. Correct. But uh, I don't know. I'd have to make a list. Maybe that's like a fun little thing we could do. We could all put together like our quarterbacks one through 32. And uh, yeah. I I don't know. I just I think he's terrible. I, I really just don't see it working with him. I thought he was bad last year, too. He had the one game in Tampa Bay and everybody's like, oh, he's Danny Dimes. It was such a terrible pick by Gettleman. He, I think he was the only GM that had a first-round grade on him. I uh, I was texting with a buddy that's a huge Giants fan, and he says Gettleman's going to be gone. So maybe there is some hope that they actually uh, spend a pick on somebody. I think they'd get some value back for him, too, because he is athletic. He's athletic. But, he can uh, run a little bit. There might be so, there might be some coaches that want to work with him that are quarterback needy and maybe don't have the draft position to get somebody else. Like, like if the Dolphins really don't like Tua – and it's like, well, but you guys went seven and nine, six and ten. You're not going to be getting one of the top guys. They, maybe they'd want to work with them. Real quick, but, I know uh, we're moving on. Would you rather have real quick? Would yeah. you rather have Mitch or Daniel Jones? I think or that's Gardner the question. Yeah. I think that's the question right there. Mitch take, or Daniel I take, Jones? I take, not I take Darnold Trubisky. or Daniel Jones? I take Trubisky. I would. So you take Trubisky, but you wouldn't take Darnold? Nope. You think Trubisky's better than Sam? Darnold? I hate Sam Darnold. <laughs> I don't see any value with him at all. I think he's garbage. Yeah, Truly. you know, actually, and mm, eh, no, I'd still probably take Daniel Jones. I go Mitch, Mitch, Daniel Jones, and then way down here is Sam. I, I'd take Daniel Jones over Mitch, but it's a lot closer than I than I think I'd like to admit. I think you. Could I would also take throw... Daniel Jones over Minshew too. I think Minshew yeah. is, is not very. good. I don't think so. I, I would think... sign Minshew to be my backup though. I was gonna say all of these guys to me are like quality backup guys yeah they're not starters sure. they're quality backups yeah like i would feel good about like bringing in daniel jones in relief or like uh gardner Minshew in relief for I'm sure like Gar- gardner Minshew is just what you want in a backup the guy's gonna he's a good locker room guy gonna get the starter ready keep him loose and then if his number gets called and he's got to go in the game he's frisky no oh, like yeah. your your season's not down the tubes with gardner yeah i mean i, I don't think it's it, you're, you're not loving that but the fan base is gonna love it. Selling some I merch. Know, yeah. I'm a Gardner Minshew fan, Stan, if you will. What so do you think Nick? about Jake Lutton starting this week? Is it Lutton yeah. or Luton? I don't know. Let's go with <laughs> Lutton State, right? Yep, sixth, sixth round, round pick. pick. Yeah, that's right. Jinx you owe me soda. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think much of it. Right. I'm not gonna pretend like I watch many Oregon State games. So, I mean, that could be a possibly could be the toilet bowl game of the week this week is. Jags and Texans. Jags and Texans. Yeah, it's not a good one. 
What's the spread on that? Texans got to wreck them. Supposed to. They probably won't, but they, they should. should wreck them. They held on to all their all their people too. See, the Cowboys are a double-digit underdog for the first time in like forever at home. They weren't double-digit last week. Well, at not they were at home though. Jacksonville. <laughs> Jacksonville is plus seven. Yeah, Texans That's all day. It? That's it right now. Under, Quarterbacks do not under, affect the lines as much as you would think. Get this, though. Over under 50. Hammer hammer <laughs> the well, hammer the Texans and then sprinkle the the uh, under. I would. Yeah. You sprinkle the under? 50? Yeah. Again, who's this fucking yeah. quarterback? I don't even heard of him. <laughs> yeah, Jake Luton. I'm more saying, like, I feel like Deshaun could put up 40. Luton. Yeah. Jake Luton. He, that dude Luton. ain't scoring a touchdown. There's <laughs> yeah. no way. Yeah, it's not going to be good. No. Uh, trade deadline. We had a couple of moves made. We had the one today. I feel like there were a lot more rumors than actual substance. Uh, one of the bigger rumors, maybe it's just because I follow a lot of Packer stuff, but tell me if I thought one of the bigger rumors today was the Will Fuller thing, and it there's never came a, to fruition. There's a big rumor that Stefan Gilmore was for sure. Yeah, that Eagles. was a, he had that was a big sale, rumor. Everything. But I guess no one wanted to give up a first round pick. Well, did, yeah, did you see? Yeah, the the asking price for New England was a first round pick and a player. What's his contract situation like, Tali? Is he in a contract year? I believe so. Or do you get him for this year and next year? I think maybe you get him for this year and next year, actually. But regardless, I w- I'm not. I wouldn't be willing to meet that asking price. I think you're right. They do get him for next year because they reworked his contract to have like a bigger cap hit this year because their cap nah. situation is so messed up. Yeah, I I wouldn't meet that asking price either. And I think like everybody in Packerland was losing their shit over. Uh, Gudikins not pulling the trigger on Fuller. They couldn't agree on compensation. And my theory is that the Texans wanted like a day two pick, like a second or third rounder. Yeah. And I, if I was Gudikins, I would have told him to pound fucking sand too. <laughs> like Will Fuller plays what percentage of games? Yeah. He's always hurt. Always. And has he had a thousand yard receiving? I don't season? think so. I don't think so. Like he's not that good. Like I saw a tweet from Diana Rossini that's like, there's disagreement at the highest levels of the Packers organization about uh, what they want to give up for an elite wide receiver. I was like, uh, Will Fuller, an elite wide receiver, should never be in the same sentence. <laughs> like, that guy is a complimentary asset at best. And even then, like, he, he's going to, like, he's an eight game rental because he is a free agent at the end of the season. He, I would not part with anything. I wouldn't even part with a fifth round pick for Will Fuller. Do you guys want to guess what the most? I would, I would do it for a sixth round pick or a pick swap. Most receiving yards he's had in a season, it's not close to a thousand. Uh, I'm gonna guess Fuller, 700. I was gonna go like 650. Wow, you guys are right. It's right in the middle, 670. Actually, yeah, wow. he's he's ass. Like I do, I there of the options that you could get at receiver, like guys like Corey Davis who had his fifth year option declined. He's gonna be a free agent. There are, of course, now they're all you know escaping my memory. So, but I have Gilmore's contract stuff pulled up. So I think this is the bigger issue if you were going to give up a first-round pick for him. Next year, he turns 30, and he has a $17 million cap hit next year. Yeah, uh, I, see, see, that's why I'm not surprised, like, due to, like, yeah, no offense, like, corners over. Well, anybody on defense, my this is kind of my personal philosophy. If you're over 30 and you play defense, I do not want to be playing big money to you. I don't even really want to be counting on you to start. Like, unless you maybe if you're 30, 31 and you're playing out like a four or five year extension, that's fine. But I'm not, I'm not into giving guys third contracts on defense and I'm not into acquiring anybody in their 30s on defense. 
for big money. Like if you can get them like for fairly cheap, like four mil or something like that, and they're going to start for you or, you know, I guess it depends on the player, but yeah, I'm not into paying big money to guys that are over 30. It just, it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like Corey David, you know who I wanted the Packers to go get? Golden Tate. I think the cost to acquire a player like Golden Tate is like a seventh round pick, sixth round pick. I think what he does for you, like he's still a, he's a quality player. Yeah. One of the best slot receivers in the league has been historically one of the best run after catch guys, not really much of an in, in injury history stuck on just an abysmal giants team. I wanted them to get him when he was a free agent from the lions. They didn't, I think he fills the rent, the Randall Cobb role, like seamlessly like there, chef's kiss. I can't believe it's the lions perfect. let him go. I just don't, I didn't understand it at all. Me he, either. He was their top I mean, receiver. Awesome. And he had Jones and Gallaudet. He had a perfect trio. He's right a great there. compliment. He's yeah. a great compliment. Yeah. Like a great compliment to Devontae Adams. You could run screens to him. You could run jet sweeps to him. Like he he could fill that Tyler Irvin role. He could now we don't have to maybe run Valdez Scantling on so many deep routes. Like he can start playing a little less. Zook. And then like once you get Lazard back, he's your possession guy. Like I, I feel like that would have been the move. I could never understand why the Packers have never given Aaron Rodgers more than one receiver. I have never understood it. It's insane. Like the like recently or yeah. I mean, like think about when they had Jordy. Devontae Adams wasn't there yet, and then when he was there, he was no, not, he was there, but he wasn't like the player he is. I know because they were focusing on Jordy Nelson, but they had never really given them. I guess Cobb stepped in at times. I feel like the Cobb last, was good for a in while. the last three years. I feel like there has not been yeah, another yeah, two no, receiver. I, that's to, that's totally fair. Since they cut Jordy Nelson, and even after they held on to Cobb for one more year after Nelson, but he wasn't he wasn't anything. I forget what the exact parameters were, but I know I thought, saw a thing before the season like Aaron Rodgers has the fewest pass attempts to a wide receiver drafted in the first round, basically than any quarterback. Yeah, well, because Jordy Nelson was a second round pick uh, out of K State, Devontae Adams was a second round pick out of Fresno State. Uh, Randall Cobb, I believe. I think Randall was maybe a first rounder. I don't no, think so I think he's a third rounder. I think he's a second or third rounder out of Kentucky. So yeah, like they do not, they they just haven't really invested in the position in the first round. But who's to blame them? I think they've gotten like some borderline Hall of Fame guys in this in on day two, and I mean they've taken undrafted free agents and turned them into solid second and third options like uh, Geronimo Allison for years. And now it feels like Lazard's in that same role. I, I agree with you. Like I, I'm not as up in arms about it though as most Packers fans are. Like the offense is fine. That is not not the problem. Like Alan Lazard has stepped up and done great. MVS, he is what he is. But uh, they run the jet sweeps to Tyler Irvin. I kind of like him. He's a nice little player. I never want to see Darius Shepard catch a pass again. Hate him. <laughs> but uh, I like Jake Kumaro too. Uh, I actually played against him in college, believe it or not, at Whitewater. I, did you really? I think. Yeah. I think the bigger him? miss was. Hmm? Did you tackle? Did you him? tackle him? No. <laughs> he scored three touchdowns. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I think the bigger up. miss was them not getting Kwan Alexander, who went for what a seventh round. Okay. Or something. Yeah. All right. I guess cost acquire <laughs> Quan wouldn't have been a bad bad choice, but I don't know if you like Quan has not been a good player since 2017. Like, you don't have a linebacker on your roster yeah, that since, can do since, anything. That's though. another thing. Since Clay Matthews, worth they the hate shot. linebackers. I, I, the Packers Tyler, hate linebackers and receivers. It's insane. I I wouldn't have been I wouldn't have been mad if they got Quan. I'm just saying like everybody acts like that was a big trade. You know who I would have loved to get is Desmond freaking King. He yeah. went for a sixth round pick the other day. That's a guy I would pay a sixth round pick for an eight game rental and then try to resign the offseason. To the Titans, that guy, right? That guy kicks ass. He is amazing. 
perfect slot corner. He would help the defense immensely. Like I would get to stop watching Will Redman and Chandon freaking Sullivan. Like that would be, that would go a long way or yeah. Like training for a linebacker. Cause Avery Williamson got dealt from the jets yep. too. Right. And yeah. To the was, Steelers. Wasn't there a third linebacker that got dealt? Um, I don't know. Their I lack don't... of commitment to that position too has blown my mind. I'm more mad about the lack of commitment to the linebacker position than I am about the lack of commitment to the wideout position. Gudikin said that they had their eyes on some guys in the first round, second round, third round, but it just was it, the the draft went as such to where they didn't have the value. Like they were either going to have to reach for a guy they thought was a third rounder in the second round, or they were going to have to reach for a guy they thought was a fourth or fifth rounder in the in the third round. So uh, and. An hour ago, the Titans cut Vic Beasley. Do they try to bring him in? Why the fuck not? You got to at least do a tryout, right? Yeah, I mean, why not? Like, and the Packers are notorious for not doing that kind of thing. <laughs> but, like, I well, I, I think the edge presence is actually not as needed as, like, I we need, like, a three technique. Like, what snacks Harrison up to? Somebody <laughs> yeah. like that. Or, or a linebacker, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm more mad that they let Travis Fulgham go. He was in their camp this fall, and now he's yep. just tearing it up for the Eagles. So, yeah, I, I know the Packers, the, their lack of movement was a big story at the deadline. I feel like it was just there There was nothing going on today. Uh, nobody, everybody really kind of stand stood pat, and uh, I was a little bit surprised by that. Were you guys surprised more deals weren't made? For sure. Uh, well, yeah. I think some of these teams here too especially the packers maybe it hurt their ability they're trying to figure out if they're playing thursday or not who's available with i thought maybe they trade them like what's going on i was waiting for gudikins to trade for a running back (laughs) (laughs) and everybody lose their mind (laughs) i was waiting for that but yeah no you know what sucks about that and i i guess maybe this has happened to other teams but i didn't know like i'm following it more closely since it's green bay but AJ Dillon was the lone positive, to my knowledge. Uh, I'm pretty sure Williams, he tested positive before the game too, and I don't know if it just didn't get to him or what. How te- he played with it? I think the it. test was administered like on Sunday morning, but the results were not processed till at like they didn't know about it till after. Mm-hmm. But uh, Williams, Jamal Williams, was deemed like a high risk contact. Yep. So they're not letting him play, even though they don't know if he's po- he's not positive necessarily. Him and one of their linebackers, Kamal Martin, who's our yep. not great, but our best one. Everybody like, else is positive though. In the or everybody else round is, out of Minnesota. Everybody else is negative though, so they're going to play Thursday. Yeah, but Jones is Aaron Jones is dealing with the calf injury. Dylan is out because of COVID, and they're making us sit uh, Williams because he had close contact. So it's it's Dexter Williams and Tyler Irvin is who wow. they're going with. Well, so, like, I think that's like kind of unfair. Like, they're make we basically are down two running backs, anyways, and they're just making us sit a third, uh, because he had high contact. So, I mean, I get why they're doing it, but it's like, I, I don't know, are they gonna make Tom Brady? Would they have made Tom Brady play with no running backs? <laughs> I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers, though. That's the thing is maybe they're like, oh, we'll get more airtime. Aaron Rodgers just air it out. I mean, I, who cares? I don't know why they wouldn't want to move that game. Like, that's gonna be a shit show. Yeah, like, I Packers are going to hold out Bakhtiari, I think, again. Like, they have a – they're pretty hurt. Like, I know, I know they got beat on Sunday, but, like, they're fighting some injuries too, and the, and the 49ers just put their entire team on IR. Unbelievable. So. I cannot yeah. believe how much they've gotten screwed this year. Unbelievable. I want to talk about that a little bit, actually. Because like, yeah. that's, I think, a huge story. Like, Kittle and Jimmy G to IR. Jimmy G's going to miss six weeks. Kittle's going to miss 
Uh, well, who knows how much did time you see they it got on Moser Twitter on IR. They got Coleman on IR. So on, on Twitter, they said uh, it said eight weeks was what the doctors told them. And Kittle said two. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if that's going to fly too much. Shanahan already said like eight weeks is eight weeks. Like they're not going to rush him back, especially if Jimmy's yeah, not there. Badass, man. I love they're not going to let Nick Bowens take over this team. Like think they're going to make a Super Bowl run. You might just have to eat this year and and figure it out later because you got defensive issues. You got a bunch of injuries. Oh, they still man. play so pretty good, injuries. but against Seattle, they looked a little rough. But uh, I don't know. I think that's what they are this year. And I saw that their schedule coming up is like murderers freaking row. They got I think Packers, Titans. I think in there they have uh, Seahawks and Rams again. So like they're about to go through the gauntlet. Uh, I, I don't. I think they. I think this is probably what they are like an eight and eight team. So they're gonna miss the playoffs probably. Yeah. Uh, so I guess the whole four teams in the NFC West thing is kind of going bye bye. I mean, I feel which bad. I really wanted to see that to be honest. I, I, I really do too to because it. they're fun to watch. They're always a fun team to watch, and they just can't get over the injuries. Like honestly, I'm surprised they were winning the games that they were even with Nick Bosa out. I mean, I thought that that would just be a huge hit, and and their defense wasn't terrible. Now you got your best tight end and your number one in your quarterback. They're Debo done. Samuel's out too. Raheem Mostert's out too. Everybody's yep. hurt. The starting offense is what out. About, what about what about D Ford? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What Do they that? still have D Ford? I have no idea. I don't remember know. he was across from Bosa, and that's why their front seven was so amazing. They had uh, they had Bosa, they had D Ford, then in the middle they had Buckner and Eric Armstead and Solomon Thomas, and then in the linebacking core they had Fred Warner, Quan Alexander, and Dre Greenlaw. Like, their front seven was nasty. Yeah. And I feel like this year, what, two of those guys are playing? Fred Fred Warner and uh, Greenlaw and Eric Armstead. Is Eric Armstead hurt? I don't think so. Yeah. Did Is he? he tear his ACL, like, week one or whatever that Eric week Armstead was? did? Armstead did, too? I'm pretty oh, sure man. he did. Or he had, He definitely got injured in that game. It looks like D Ford has had some injury too. I think he was injured towards the end of the last year. He, I, I guess, say. has had some neck spasms and had to go see a, uh, a surgeon about it. Hmm. So I don't think he's really doing anything. Yeah, not ideal. Well, yeah, I mean, that's just unfortunate for the 49ers. Like, what, what do they do after this? Like, do they still keep with Jimmy G? Because I know there's a lot of teams that would want him. But I feel like Kyle doesn't really like him. I don't think he plays the the style of football that Kyle likes. What's his play. contract situation? Uh they don't pay him a ton of like in comparison to some of the contracts that are out there, like in terms of like with other quarterbacks like Goff, Wentz, uh, Rogers, Mahomes, like he does not make as much as you would think. Uh Garoppolo contract. I'm looking it up. You guys can uh, check us out at From the 50 on Twitter, on Instagram. You can check us out and uh, get involved. We always are now having new pickums. We had our buddy Ben from St. Louis who actually uh, went 5-2 and two on the picks that uh, we put together last week. So congrats to him. He wins a Cafe Telegraph gift card. And I believe Tali will be doing that every week, correct? Yes. Good deal. I think it went over really well. Okay, so he makes more money than I thought he did. Uh, <laughs> he makes 23 this year. Cap hit is 26k for the next three years. Wow! So I don't know if anybody's picking that up. It's 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 basically a mid 20s cap hit for 2020, 2021, 2022. Like they didn't front load that at all. Like typically, 
like you will front load that. So the last like two years out of their deal, like Rogers, they're really only committed to him max next year. Like they'd have to, they'd be hurting if they got rid of him after next year. But if they, if he quarterbacked in 2021 and 2022, they can pretty much get out of the rest of it for nothing. Like the, 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 what's interesting about this deal with the, with the Niners is they didn't front load it at all. Uh, they actually backloaded it, which is odd. Uh, hmm. So yeah, it's a dead. Okay, actually, all right. Dead cap though. This is the last year the dead cap is so high. Next year's dead cap is only two mil, and then after that it's one mil if they were to get rid of him. So, but I just don't. I think they're gonna find because they have to trade him, and I, I think they're gonna have a hard time finding somebody that wants to pay him twenty six mil a year. I was wrong. Eric Armstead is healthy. Yeah. So, so I I guess they're locked into him. Like they would need to trade almost like quarterback to quarterback. Like they would need to trade like Jimmy G to Minnesota for Kirk or trade Jimmy G to Atlanta for Matt Ryan. Like that's the only way that I think they can get out from under that. You think Matt Ryan's going to be traded? No, I think they're going to hold on to him until he's, I don't, I don't think they really, again, like I, who is going to trade for Matt Ryan? Nobody. He's another one that's owed a ton of money next year too. Like 40 million. I think. Holy yeah. He's, shit. I think they're going to probably draft the guy and Matt Ryan will probably start for the most, if not all of 2021. And then they're probably going to tell him to kick rocks. Like yeah. Phil. True. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I like, I, I think too, there's more quarterbacks coming out now than ever before. It used to be, I feel like a 50% swing and a miss rate. I feel like most of these guys are working out. Maybe not all of them are top 10 quarterback. I mean, there's only going to only be 10 top 10 quarterbacks, but like even a guy like Baker, like I'm, I don't, he's not great, but he's not a bust. He's, he's all right. He's got like, some good games. He's lighting it up a couple times this year. I, I think they have some dysfunction on that roster that he's had to manage, like with Odell and some of the some of the personalities in that locker room they've brought in. But I, I think he's okay. Like, and I'm not the biggest Baker guy either. I, thought I mean, he's on his third head coach. Him. He's on his third head coach too. Yeah, I mean, and think I think he that. finally has Stefanski, who's good. Like, I think yeah. he is what he is. Like, he's more of like he's at his best when I think they're they're handing the ball off and he's not forced to pass it 40 times like he's not that guy but i think he's fine yeah i i did you he could be your quarterback for 10 years if the team's good like i think yeah. he could win a super bowl like he I'd, I'd put him in the same category as a guy like maybe jared goff uh oh, jared goff God, he <laughs> played so bad on sunday he's just so yeah. hit or miss i thought he was so much better than he has been this year it's crazy yeah, that's the know, worst part with him is the Rams signed him to such big money. Like he is, I think he's making like a third most money amongst quarterbacks. Yeah, that's what's killing him. They can't get him enough help for him to be able to be good. And I think so. Since we're this has been such a QB heavy show, I'll <laughs> drop another philosophy. This is kind of my philosophy, and I wonder if the if the NFL goes in this direction. I think this is part of the reason the Cowboys are hesitant to pay Dak, not because of his ability, but. When they inevitably have to let Lawrence walk or Jalen Smith walk or uh, Van Der Esch walk, they already let Byron Jones walk. Like if they can't afford to have expensive running back Zeke, expensive running wide receiver Amari Cooper, we can't give Michael Gallup a second contract. Like, like CD lamb, like when it comes time after his fifth year option, like, I don't know if we can hold on to him because we're paying Dak 30 mil. Like then is he going to be able to do what Aaron's done with shit around him? Like that? Cause 
I, I mean, we can criticize the Packers for an office, but the fact of the matter is you're going to have those holes on the team if you pay the quarterback that amount of money. And it's going to happen with the Chiefs. They already kind of have some holes. But like, unless you hit on every draft pick, the team is not going to be as good. That's why there's like, certain quarterbacks that can like, – it's like Brady and Rodgers and I'd say Breeze at certain times, Peyton Manning, that can create receivers. Not every quarterback yeah. can do that. I think Patty Mahomes can do that. I mean, again, he's got Tyree Kill and he's got the best tight end in the league. But Mikkel Hardman, who the fuck was Mikkel Hardman before he was on the Chiefs? Who would he be without without him? I don't know. I mean, there's certain guys that can create receivers and create weapons, and there's certain guys that can't. So you're right. I yeah, mean, and, you- th- and that's my point with that's my point with Dak and with some of these other quarterbacks that are gonna come due. Like you have to make that assessment of is this quarterback worth f you money? Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't think Dak is, and I think the Cowboys kind of agree with me. I think their actions to this point would indicate that. God, isn't it going to be weird seeing him in another team? Like he might. And if that's, it up a, if that's how you feel, though, I think that's fine. That, like with, I think this is going to be. This is kind of the way of the future, and I think it's going to be really interesting when a team does this. Like, there's so many guys coming out, or so much movement around the league. Why am I going to pay Dak thirty mil when I could get? Uh, a free agent hitting the market. Like I could get a uh, Matt Ryan who's aging vet, or I could get a Sam Darnold who didn't work out on the jets, or I could Teddy get Bridgewater last year. Yeah. I could get Teddy Bridgewater. I could get Jameis Winston. I could get maybe Baker Mayfield. Did I already say that? Uh, like there's, there's some guy. I just think there's going to be more quarterbacks coming out or you could draft another guy. Like you could draft a guy in the first round. Like I, I think that there's, more options now than just unless the guy freaking sucks, we have to pay him. Yeah. Like the Rams clearly made a huge mistake in signing golf to that money. I think even the Eagles, you could argue make it made a mistake. I think Carson Wentz is like not even in the same stratosphere when it comes to talent as Jared Goff. He's so much better than him, but he, even him, like I think it's pretty clear. Like he can't elevate this roster of, of shit to uh can- intention so like he's gonna need some help now in his defense philly literally has nobody literally nobody and they're still probably gonna win the division so again like i i don't know but i think it's an interesting uh school of thought at least to like to allocate your assets differently like you only have it's a hard cap league you only get so many dollars so i think that there's innovative ways of thinking about it and so long the conversation has already been well we're not making a change at the quarterback position unless it's clear and obvious that that's the problem or until then we're keeping our guy, no matter what it costs. Well, I mean, it, think about how long Cincinnati held on to Dalton because Dalton was such a yeah. good, like a little bit above average, but not good enough to ever win them. a, a, a I almost said a world series, a super bowl. So if, if, if you're going to sit there, that's what happens. Like that's, that's what Baker might be, man. Baker might be that eight year guy that they're just waiting to win. And then they make the playoffs. They win a first round game, maybe second round, possibly and possibly into an AFC championship one year, but that's it. it it's like a Mark Sanchez thing. I mean, he wasn't, I think Tony I think, Romo, Tony Romo, I, same type of thing. I think Baker's going to have a longer career than both those guys. I really do. But at the what same would you time, pay, what you know, would you pay Baker a year? Oh God! What's I'd pay him? I'd pay him twenty max. Nah, I, I don't think I'd he's got to be 20. in the 15, 20 17 range. Fifteen million? to twenty is what I was gonna say. I'd like to have him for fifteen. I, I'd probably pay twenty. I wouldn't go above that. Seventeen like, mil. I mean, how long am I gonna do I have to sign him for? I mean, typically a four or five year extension. I'd position. sign him for seventeen, no more. I and then if if it's really that bad, I let him walk again. Like you're saying, there's a lot of quarterback talent that's been coming out late. 
And there's a lot this of guys is, in the league that are getting that are wanting more opportunities because these new rookies. I mean, think about it. I mean, you got guys. Sure, if if people do out there believe in Sam Darnold, I could be totally wrong. It could be a, the franchise situation. Like you put Joe Burrow in the Jets, he probably might be the same shit. I have no idea. But you know, there's some quarterbacks that are going to let get let go that teams could pick up, and they say, all right, Baker wants twenty. We're only going to pay him seventeen. He walks. Okay, let's bring in Sam Darnold and make it a a year that figure out who he is, and then. Maybe get another draft pick next year. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I, I just think it's easier to do that in 2020 than it's ever been. Like it, everything trickles down from the college game. So a lot of these NFL offenses are running college schemes where therefore you're able to tell if a quarterback's good or bad a lot earlier than you used to be able to. Like you used to not really even be able to judge a guy for three to five years because the game was just so, so different. Like now, it's still definitely different. Like I, when I do my college work as compared to my pro work, it's kind of night and day, like with a lot of the stuff, but the schemes are all pretty similar. So I feel like now, like it's pretty clear. Justin Herbert's pretty good. Mm -hmm. It's pretty clear. Joe Burrow's pretty good. It's also pretty clear. Mr. Bisky sucked from day one and it hasn't changed. Yep. It's pretty clear. Daniel Jones sucks from day one and it hasn't changed. It's pretty clear. Darnold is middling. It's pretty clear. Baker's middling. Like it, I think it's, it doesn't take as long to get the necessary data now as it used to. And because of that, I think that there's some innovative ways you can think about using the cap. Like if I was the GM, you earn the second contract. Like you do not, it's not, I give you the second contract unless you prove me. Otherwise it's you prove, why should I keep, why should I keep you? I think is how uh, more people could approach the situation. Like, Obviously, like with with guys like Rodgers, Mahomes, and even some of the lesser guys, like you're gonna pay Justin Herbert what he wants at the end of the day. Uh, but the the intermediate guys, like I think you, I I'm more in favor of letting the Kirk Cousins and the Dak Prescotts of the world walk than I am into giving them eighty a hundred million dollars. I just I don't think it's a winning recipe. It has completely sunk the Vikings. I think it would sink the Cowboys. No teams with those quarterbacks on the roster do anything except float at eight and eight and maybe make a wild card a couple years. Like it's just not worth it. Yeah. It usually doesn't work that way. You know, you got the guys that can carry franchises and the guys that can't. And if you're not going to pay the middling guys, then you go get a, a rookie that is going to cost way less money yeah, and might be better keep anyway. Keep taking a stab at it. Yep. You just have to keep Cause, stabbing cause at you're it. Right. Because again, you know right away. You should know right away. Most of the time, you give a guy two or three years, he's never going to be better than he is in year three. It, that's the way. You see what Baker can do. He's great. He's never going to be Mahomes. He's never going to be Watson. He's never going to be that guy. But he could be good enough to lead you if you get help in other spots, if their defense becomes great, if they get some some other weapons on offense. But you know what Baker's going to give you every time. Yeah, yeah. And again, just the more I think, I'll be right back. You can be more cutthroat. You can be more cutthroat about it uh, because there's it takes less amount of time to determine whether or not what his, what a guy's skill level is. Like TJ brought up the Peyton Manning example earlier uh, where he was just God awful as a rookie. And there've been a lot of quarterbacks that, I mean, struggled as rookies, but I feel like nowadays it's pretty clear and obvious. Like from the second Patty took a snap, you could tell he, he was good. You could, you can tell Justin's good. Now, even though they make shitty plays sometimes, like even like Josh Allen, like that guy makes more WTF throws than anybody in the league. And even then, like you could tell, like 
from pretty early on, like he's a lot better than I thought he was going to be. So uh, let's move on and pick the Thursday night game, and then we'll wrap this sh- this show up. Uh, Green Bay is at San Francisco. San Francisco is plus two and a half on CBS. Uh, I don't know if the line has changed with the injuries. It is now San Fran plus five and a half, according to DraftKings. It's still not high enough. Yeah, it's not <laughs> ideal, but I also agree with TJ. It's not high enough. I'm going with the Green Bay Packers, but I don't feel good about it. Uh, Kyle Shanahan uh, just dominates Mike Pettin. Like it's the it's the picture of like the the dad with Kyle's face on it, holding the baby, like with the pacifier and the baby is Mike Pettin. Like we're about to find out how much he really owns Mike Pettin because Kyle Shanahan has literally nothing at his disposal. And I, and I know the Packers have injuries too, but like if Jamichael hasty runs for a buck 50 and a couple scores, I th- burn it to the ground. I fully expect I to have a huge fantasy day. No, uh, Jair is our only good player, and he's going to put the clamps on him. So you got Nick Mullins rushing? See. I mean, that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, but well, knowing Kyle, he's going to find out a way to get Ayuk on one of our bad corners. Yeah. I mean, he'll be – they use him in motion and jet sweeps, and I mean, yeah. he's all over the place. He doesn't really stand still. Jair Alexander, by the way, is going to be an all-pro this year. He is the yeah. top-rated corner at PFF, and it's really not even that close. He, he shadowed. Justin what was interesting Jefferson. is he shadowed Justin Jefferson, not Adam Thielen in that game, which yeah. shows you how good Justin Jefferson is or is going to be. But yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm like cautiously optimistic, but also so nervous for this game. I was saying it's bullshit that this is the third time we've had to play the 49ers in Santa Clara in the last like 365 days. We played them in the regular season there. Then we had to play them in the playoffs there. And now we're playing there, them there again. And I'm not happy about it. I am happy about uh, Jimmy G being out and most of all, George Kittle being out because that guy kills us. Uh, But yeah, I'm going to take the Packers uh, minus five and a half. Hate the number, but uh, they should be able to score on this Niners defense, take advantage of their secondary, which I do not believe is good. Richard Sherman's still out too, right, Nick? I have no idea. I I think he's still out. I don't even think he's traveling with the team. So uh, yeah, Richard Sherman will be out there down to like Emmanuel Mosley and a bunch of Jags. So uh, I'm I'm taking the Packers uh, minus five and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna take Packers. I I can't believe it's only five and a half. I know they got injuries on the in the running back core, but you still got Devonte Adams and you still have Aaron Rodgers. So I mean, they're gonna go all over San Francisco, and even if they don't, I think they're gonna win by a touchdown because San Francisco can't score. No, there's nobody there. I mean, honestly, I know Kyle Shanahan's a great coach. They they're they're running out of of options. I mean, there's Should, TJ. Should I anti-pick this game? I believe I'm still winless on Thursday night. You should go against. You are go San Francisco just to All be right, safe. All right, so so this week this is week eight, right? Yeah. Yes, but there was one. If week I don't win, wait, wait, if wait, I don't week, win this week, is this week nine. It's week nine. Oh yeah, this is week. It's nine. week nine, week but nine. we didn't have a Thursday yep. game one week. Correct. If yes. I do not, if I go zero and eight, the anti-pick is in effect. So this <laughs> wow. is my last chance, or the anti-pick is in effect. And you're taking, but you're games. taking the Packers. I'll take the Packers. Okay. I'll stick with real pick this week, but the Thursday night anti anti lock is in effect. That's fair. If if the Packers don't cover. Hashtag fade Zook on Thursdays. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. I do think yeah, that I, the Packers are gonna kill them. I'd 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 be shocked if they didn't. But if they lose, I'm officially uh nervous about that football team. You know what what pisses me off? I can't believe we don't count Thursday nights. Like I, I've been killing <laughs> Thursday night football. It's insane. And Big Web. <laughs> You and Nick, I got I got to look at the uh, 
Tali, I don't know if you have. We're not doing too hot. Well, I don't. I also don't really take the Thursday night games that seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, whatever. Sure. Uh, so I'm five and two. Big Web's two, three and four. Nick's two and five, and Zook's zero and seven. Zero and seven. (laughs) I gotta get off the schneid. Speaking of zero, Tali, what do you think about this game? Uh, I hate five and a half points, so I'm just gonna fade you and take the Niners and hope that Ayuk has a big day for my fantasy congrats on the win you, you keep saying i i uke nick it's it's gonna be jamichael hasty that is gonna be who goes off i feel so bad i we'll keep see. saying this we might just have to add tally in like for the weekly stuff because he can't be in the overall picks we've already gone i was gonna say weeks. he was I, I got pissed at him this sunday because he was uh bringing up all these punishments and i was like yeah it's real easy to suggest <laughs> well, punishments yeah. when you're not yeah. getting punished step on so into I the think dungeon he absolutely let's go has to pick he absolutely is picking next year oh yeah for sure <laughs> yeah absolutely I mean, ESPN so. has like twelve guys. We only have. That's true. Six. How many do the Sunday night game? They have at least eight, right? Yeah, all yeah. across. Yeah. So I mean, we can we got to yeah, get a couple only be more fifth picker. <laughs> yeah, we fine. Right. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. How about Coop well, going also? Just one? I just think it's bullshit that he gets to just play both sides of the fence <laughs> and tell us that we suck and come up with all these punishment ideas, but he doesn't ever have to pick anything. Yeah. It's, it's it's so nice. Oh, so of him. what were you thinking? You shouldn't have picked that game. <laughs> so nice of him when I eat that I, I ate that barf jelly bean. I've never so, seen so much happiness in somebody's face than I did when I <laughs> ate that. Than Tolly. <laughs> Tolly's face. Tolly and Nick and you and Big Web, all y'all. I mean, you're yeah. all getting it. I can't wait. <laughs> Big, Honestly, I was a little mad that you got both of them. Two like, good you ones, got baby. Two good ones. And when you and I did it together, you got two good ones, and I got two shitty ones. Four so. out of six good ones is pretty good. That's, that's pretty good for I mean, that. that's good odds. Like, I don't know, dude. I'd go get a lottery ticket or something. You know, when somebody gets three good ones, though, that is going to be historic. <laughs> yes. but Everyone's going to be pissed. We are getting to a point, though, where we're getting to all bad ones. So somebody's going to get fucked on this. All, all the <laughs> yeah, rotten eggs yeah, are still yeah, in yeah. there. All like Most of the barfs are still in there. It's bad. And, and, you, and you know what else, too, is uh, I feel like everybody's at least gotten one good one in the first two. So they never yes. had two bad in a row. Right. Correct. Yeah, it's always like you get one good, one bad, one good, or vice versa. But you never have yeah. two bad in a row, so it's yeah. So bro, it was so terrible. Do you do you have any punishment ideas for Big Web this week? I have, I have to, one, but I don't know. I, I have to admit, I've been lacking on the punishment <laughs> ideas. I need to be more active and proactive in suggesting these because I have not been as active. Like, so I, I need to think about it more. But I think I could come up with some good ones. But I don't have any right now. So the one I told TJ this week is that I think Big Web should do like a yoga or Zumba class or something. That would even be if funny. it's just like a YouTube class that he on does film, living, right? Oh, yeah. for everything. Oh, absolutely. Film. Cameras have to be on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. I should, he should. It should be a public Zumba class too. So like we walk in with the cameras and like everybody's kind of looking at us like, what is going on? But every time he falls, he has to eat a jelly bean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just make it really just just a nightmare for him. He hates the jelly beans. I mean, he said he would do so many too. other things than do jelly That's beans. That's why I said if you have six losses, you should have to eat six jelly beans. Just because yeah, I knew it'd get him I, I, I hate him too. I hate him too. Like I would I will do anything but eat the jelly beans. By the way, fuck those refs. That that fumble <laughs> for a touchdown by Philly, he was down by a mile. And if that stays, I win I win. I win the week. I tie with Zook and Big Web goes 0 7. So I'm super pissed. You didn't that. get your four and three guarantee, did you? No, because of that. 
What did I, I go? Four and three? I thought I went five and two. No, you, you did, did, but you would have gone four and three with me. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, because happened. you would have gotten okay. Dallas, yeah, which was looking yeah. great for a while. It was looking good. They were winning that game for a decent portion yeah. of it. Nine to six or nine to one. Nine to whatever six. it was. <laughs> I like we. They have to quit giving us NFC East primetime games. So right? bad. Yeah. Do we have flex any more? It. Like I can't take much more of it. Let's They've got to be at the flex point, right? Because we're beyond halfway. I don't know. They need to. That's like, that's like one thing. Like when you look at like rules in the off season, like we need to move that puppy up. Yeah. Whatever it is, it is not early enough. We do have a nice uh, Thursday uh, Thanksgiving afternoon game between Washington and Dallas. So eh. can't wait to watch that one. You That'll have to watch the Cowboys on Thanksgiving though. That's just kind of the way it is. I'm not that mad about that. You got that's, Cowboys. That's the, that's the nap slot too. So that's not that's not that big. <laughs> the a nap deal. slot. Uh, Cowboys in Baltimore. On who do the, who do the Lions play? Lions Texans. play the Texans. That is boring. Ba- Ravens-Steelers to end the game. Yeah. yeah, that'll be good ending. Again. Ravens-Steelers at night. Yep. Are the Ravens the uh, 7 o'clock game always now? Um, you I mean like they have been the last several years. On Thanksgiving, you mean? On Thanksgiving. I don't know, actually. I'm not sure. Because it's always Lions at noon. Yep. It's always Cowboys at 3. And then lately, it's been Ravens at seven. I'm kind of disappointed, Zook. My favorite thing is during the day is is Packers and and Lions on on Thanksgiving. It's my favorite to watch. I see. I love watching Lions when they're up against a divisional opponent, like because especially like if it's not the Packers. Like I have so much rooting interest as a fan because I'm like Lions need to upset Bears or Vikings, and I just become the biggest Lions fan. But like I can't get into Lions Texans. I don't care. I could not care less. <laughs> yeah. I feel it. Like it's a it's a cross conference matchup. Like that has zero ramifications on anything. I suppose if the Lions keep winning and they become a playoff threat, I could root for the Texans. But that's one like you're gonna need to have action on. You're that, not gonna, you're you? not gonna have to worry about that. There's there's gonna be no playoff threat anywhere in in, in the area. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Anywhere in the area, he says. Yes, not even in the vicinity of a playoff spot. Come on, Matt Patricia is gonna get fired. I'm happy. Hey, we're not gonna win anything this year. Let Patricia walk, and we're good to go. Quinn, too. That guy Quinn, stinks. too. Get them all out. I love it. Matthew Stafford maybe gets one playoff season in the next two years. We'll see. TJ, are you locked in on the coaching candidates for this offseason? Who do you want them to get? I don't even know. I like Who's available, yeah. honestly? Maybe, Eric Kern, maybe like a guy that's already in the Hall of Fame. Eric Bieniemy is the guy that you have to go after. He's yeah. got to be number that's one. That's not bad. That's not bad. I, no, I, no. He's not number one, Tolly. You know who I'd hire? Who? Mike Penn. <laughs> he'll be available hopefully if the Lions uh, get Mike Pettin I quit I'm done I, I my number one choice if I was GM I would interview Joe Brady okay I like that I know uh Brian Dayball apparently the Bills offensive coordinator is up there D- too this Dayball, year Dayball I would interview him too uh the enemy I would interview for sure he's he's probably need to get a job for a while now um trying to think who who else are the hot coordinator i know dave I, dave ball has been mentioned a lot you need an offensive I think there's some coach. defensive guys i think tom bowles is at least worth an interview he's already done it though i yeah. think he's but better he's as jets, a, yeah but guy. it was the jets yeah. dude it was the jets how much does that count really yeah so I, I i do think he's better as a coordinator like some guys are just better coordinators but like i would at least bring him in i mean he's he's awesome uh Ah, oh, there's another really good defensive coordinator. I didn't yeah, I'm so out on like who's available me. to be honest. So I haven't been paying on attention what? on like coach coaches that would be available. I haven't even looked into it. Who what about this? Mike Zimmer if the Vikings fire him? 
<sighs> I want the Packers to hire him the second the Vikings fire him as the DC if they let him go. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like who's the Steelers' know. defensive coordinator? Would they be available? That's a good question. I don't know who it is. I don't know. I don't know. Greg Roman's going to get an interview probably. Jesus. Man, that was another guy that stunk. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when was he a head coach? Wasn't he a head coach of the 49ers? Greg, Greg Roman? No, he's so. OC in the Harbaugh years. Then they hired Jim Tom Sula. Okay, I thought Jim maybe, Tom maybe Sula. He, he might have just been their interim coach then between them or something. Oh, yeah, maybe why? Did they let Harbaugh go in the middle of the year? I don't I remember like actually. Yeah, because didn't he wasn't he talking to Michigan like already or something like that? Yeah, well because yeah, because he had, d- dude, his staff was loaded. Uh, he had Fangio as the DC and he had Roman as the OC with uh Frank Gore and Kaepernick and Anquan Bolden. Yeah, they were good. And Vernon Davis in his prime. And then on defense they had Hitner and uh, God, who else do they have? They had some good guys. They were they were they were massive up front. It was like the McDonald days. And uh, who's the edge rusher from Missouri that got in trouble? Alden Always Smith. Got in trouble. Alden Smith and Justin Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were amazing. So yeah. yeah. And that was the wasn't that the uh, Patrick Willis days too? Yeah, yep. that's when he was at his prime. Yeah. So another guy well, that had uh, to retire too early. Poor guy. He was so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean linebackers just don't last that long. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Keekly is a perfect example of that. But I that'll wrap it up for our show this week. Uh, a little bit of a more conversational show. We didn't have Nick, didn't have Big Web, so we're just kind of shooting the shit, so to shooting speak. Shooting the shit again. Uh, congratulations to Donald Trump for getting reelected, or Joe Biden for becoming the first uh, person to knock off the incumbent see, since see, 1988. See, you got you did it wrong. You got to do it where I can cut it. Be like, congratulations to Donald Trump. Pause. <laughs> no, because then that makes Joe it Biden. seem. Pause. No, because that makes y- you. You have to be thinking more big brain about this. Because if I say, if then you're on each side. Won, then you're on one yeah, side. Yeah, then I'm on whoever, right. whoever side that won, and yeah. that is not. You got to keep it more newsy, not biased. Yeah, you're right. That's true. Yeah, no, no, no. you cannot. Yeah, Can't no, say no, congratulations. No. You just gotta say Donald Trump won the won the presidency. Pause. Joe Biden won the presidency, and then you just like <laughs> clip it. <laughs> <laughs> what an intro. Yeah. Yeah, well, that'll do it. Uh, trade deadline was a big snoozer. Uh, and we'll see you guys on Sunday for week nine, hopefully after a Packers victory as well. Uh, but for, for Tali, for TJ, for the absentees of the show today, I am Zach Zook saying so long from the From the 50 podcast. See you guys Sunday, presented by Book and Sports.